Welcome back to the Becca Hayes show. I have some, I always have special guests. I'm like, I have some very special guests with me today, but everybody's special like to me. So uh, I have Peggy and Bobby. Say hi guys. Hello. Hi. hi. Oh, so good to see you again. Same. I, I mean, what? It's been like a day. <laughs> and this I time. Just, it's, right? This time. Um, uh, we met through Jen Drummond and Jen was on the podcast last week. She's the amazing mountain climber. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, you need to go check it out. But she's amazing. And we met through Jen. So thank you, Jen. Appreciate you for introducing us. Ultimate connector. Right? She really is. Absolutely amazing. And then we also have Jacob Stansfield with us again. Hello. He's he's becoming a regular. Yeah. I just work here still. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate you. Um, I I love your energy. I love your souls. Um, You know, it's funny because Jen texts me. She's like, "What what do you think about having them on the podcast? I was like... Yeah. Like we just, she's amazing. She's, she's all about like, I just trust Jen. So like whatever she says, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'll do whatever you say, but she brought it to my attention and it just made sense. Mm. And you know, I, with both of you, I connected right away. Um, especially with Bobby because we share very similar, um, thoughts and the way we think and what we stand for. And I, Real quick, just would you guys mind giving a brief introduction about yourselves? Uh, Peggy, you go first. Sure. Uh, so I call myself an intuitive healer, psychic medium. I've been doing this work for about 20 years. Used to have a radio show for three and a half years on Hay House Radio. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. No I, wonder. I'm no. like, your voice is amazing for radio <laughs> and you're beautiful. I mean. Oh, thank you. And yeah. And so um, that's what I've been doing forever. We're married to Bobby for, um, you know, 30 plus years and uh, we guy. have three magical um, adult children uh, mm-hmm. that are learning to be adults. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that's kind of where we're at. And we're presently like just traveling frequently a lot. You guys bought an RV, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I never of... thought I'd be that person. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, we've, we've been, you know, most of our time together was in Florida. We raised our children pretty much there. We, mm-hmm. we bounced around a little bit, Kansas City, different businesses that I'd been involved in. And um, the last seven years in LA, and uh, I was ready to leave about a year ago. And uh, We've learned, I've learned to just pay attention to my wife when, mm-hmm. and, and not go anywhere until she says, yes, it's time. And uh, it was about in May of this past year that message came in. So by July 1, we were on the road and uh, wow. spent some time with her mom. Uh, her dad passed away back in November. Mm-hmm. And so we went and spent some time with her and uh, visited. And, and then the RV showed up. And uh, <laughs> as I like to call it, the magic bus. We've taken it on the road. and uh, I love it. And yeah. are, are doing some traveling and just kind of going where we're called to go to and, mm-hmm. and be with the people that uh, are looking for us in that moment. So, yeah. 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 I love it. Um <sighs> Sorry, I'm going to direct it to Bobby for a minute. You've been through, I mean, we all been through a lot, but I mean, your story just really resonated with me. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a fascinating journey. Um, I uh, grew up in Pittsburgh, uh, had a lot of success. I went to, uh, I went to Carnegie Mellon University in, in 
Pittsburgh. And uh, when I was there, I think somebody said to me once, you're probably not really good employee material. And I, wow. I took that to heart. And uh, so I've been an entrepreneur ever since. I, I got first career was in the securities industry, uh, investment world, did really well, um, made a lot of money. And with a lot of money, uh, the ego grew. And mm-hmm. uh, I blew it all up. I thought I was Superman, could do anything, lost everything. Um, in the process, during that time when the money was rolling in, so were relationships. I was engaged like four times. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> interesting story. Uh, and, and every time I could feel inside, it wasn't uh-huh. right. Really? Yeah, it was interesting. Like literally like within a week, I felt like somebody was standing on my chest, you know, and I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to feel this way. And when everything blew up, I left, moved, literally ran away, moved to Florida. Uh-huh. Last thing I wanted was a relationship. And I walked into an office and uh, I saw my future wife there um, and kind of knew it. And it was very interesting. And I've uh, been with her ever since. Um, Thirty, It'll be 32 years in April wow. uh, of marriage. And uh, I, I actually... Um, I always tell people this, we are completely two different human beings than we were when we met, but the blessing has been that we've grown so much, but we've grown in the same direction. And, um, and the work that she's doing today, I'm very clear that, um, I was meant to show up in her life so Mm -hmm. she could do what she's doing because she's clearly doing what she was put on this planet to do. Oh yeah. And, um, and I think she may may have needed somebody like me, um, who tends to live kind of a fearless life to actually step into that. Mm-hmm. And I'll yeah. let her talk more about yeah, that. Yeah, no, but, a thousand percent. But, um, so yeah. And, uh, from, from the financial world, I got into the personal development world. Um, we worked with Tony Robbins for about six years and that's wow. when things really shifted for me, Becca, that really lined up with who you are and, yeah. and what, you're up, what you're up to. And, uh, Tony used to do a seminar called living health and, uh, it was life changing. And so I became, kind of the, the guy who really dug into the vaccine conversation 31 years ago. And, and you were uh, against it. Yeah. You know, it just, I'm somebody who's kind of like, uh, I, I walk off of that, the trail that's been cut and defined really well. And I like to go elsewhere. Make your own. Yeah. And just yeah. look and think. And when you actually start to look at the evidence and look at the results and again, there wasn't a lot to look at back then. There was a book by the, uh, Herbert Shelton, Dr. Herbert Shelton, mm-hmm. called A Shot in the Dark. And um, it just resonated. It made so much sense. And we made a decision shortly after that. Peggy was pregnant with her first child. And um, we decided we weren't going to go down that path. Mm-hmm. And um, and by the way, it mm-hmm. wasn't easy. Like I was like the holdout, like, no, we're, this is bad. Yeah. Totally we're being under- bad people yeah. 30 30 years ago, yeah. Yeah. we got thrown out of a lot of doctor's offices. Like, oh, I bet. We, they freaked out. They were so scared. Yeah. Yeah. But Bobby I, I, was so knowledgeable. He, you know, we, we read mm. probably a dozen books. Well, yeah. Knowledge is yeah. power. Yeah. yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Information is light, I like to say. Yeah. So when you can shine light on something, um, uh, it, you can see. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was, that was kind of the start of, um, I don't know, like that rebel energy. A warrior. Warrior energy, yeah. I'd like to say. And, yeah. and, you uh, had it before then. Yeah. Come yeah. <laughs> on. This is true. I just brought it out more. It was a cause. Yeah. yeah. And uh, So it's very interesting what's happened in the last year, year and a half, because the second big thing for me was looking at um, the world from a financial standpoint and the 
you know, basically the financial fraud that our monetary system is, mm -hmm. which is a whole nother conversation. And, yeah. and I took that fight on. In uh, 1999, I read a book called The Creature from Jekyll Island, which discussed the creation of the Federal Reserve System and all of that. And um, that, you know, I was going to save the world again, or at least the United States. Yeah. And took on a battle with the government that uh, I would highly advise it against doing that. He picked that. the battle, by the way. Yeah. They didn't come to yeah. him. He yeah, went like, to them. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was kind of proactive <laughs> clear. In, in taking that fight on. And, wow. Um, not, not uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything quite honestly, but I wouldn't advise it either right now. But I, you know, I, I, I watched, I watched four federal trials, people that I knew and I was close with. And I watched judges in federal court tell people we will not discuss the law in my courtroom. Oh my. I'll, I'll instruct the jury as to what the law says. And when the defense is what the laws actually say, mm -hmm. you're kind of screwed. Oh, you are. So, yep. um, I, I remember going back to her and saying, um, you know, we're, this is not good. We're, yeah. And uh, the only thing that's going to change this is a revolution. Mm -hmm. And I think we're close. Yeah. You know, I think we're close. I think um, there's enough people, even though it looks like a lot and there are a lot of people asleep. Yeah. Um, I think people are starting to wake up. I think the the manipulation and the fraud around all of this is so blatant that people are stopping maybe for once and thinking. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people and I think there's a lot of people that already are but you just won't hear about it on mainstream media you know it's just hidden yeah it's just I, hidden so ah oh, I feel your heart right now yeah. I just come yeah. a warrior too yeah. and you know and Jacob you watched me go through this transition where I just would fight and fight and just share so much knowledge and it was it was frustrating when People call you crazy and like, no, that's not it. And it's just, and then I just got so dragged down, mm -hmm. like spiritually, emotionally. And it was like, you know, and I have two little boys, five and six, and I'm like, I need to be there for them. And, you know, I'm, I'm fighting for everybody. Yeah. And then I had to just finally transition to the where I'm just going to be that example. I'm just going to live my life and I'm going to be that example for others to see. And hopefully that my light takes on them and that they see that way because that's like i feel like that's the only way to get through what we're going through right now i don't i don't know like how did you make that transition to warrior to yeah. i'd say what guardian now is that what you yeah. say yeah that's that's the term <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh well i am um embracing um you know and i think what you said about your children i think the one thing that we've done as parents is uh, we have three very awake conscious children who who look beyond um, you know the the story that's being presented all the time? Like they're critical thinkers. Yeah. And uh, I think that's maybe the best gift we've given them. Um, and as far as you know, it's just shifting. Like I've taken a lot of arrows, and um, and it and it caused a lot of pain in my family. Like um, in some ways, the the battle that and, and this is one of the things I you know I shared with you the other day. Um, I carried a lot of anger into our home and, and I have three really sensitive children and a mm -hmm. high, obviously a highly sensitive wife yeah. and, um, and they felt that and it did damage. And, uh, that's what the damage that I did and, and what I could see is what caused me to start to shift the energy mm -hmm. from that warrior to, um, I kind of like the term guardian. I do um, too. It's like, I'll handle what I need to handle when it's in front of me and without hesitation. 
there's something to do, I'll do it. I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a term that uh, <laughs> it actually came from a, a mentor in in the world of golf. And he was like a savant in golf. His name was Mo Norman. And he used to say, you want to play the game in a state of alert indifference. Like be awake, but detached. Yeah. And and I, I was listening to a, a show the other day and he was talking about the Matrix. As some gentleman was talking about the Matrix in Neo, right? The non-emotional observer. And how powerful that place is to be and to operate from. So I just connected that Neo, repre- yeah. N-E-O, yeah. non, wow. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> okay. And, and, to, and to actually um, be that person out of just who you are that people feel safe with. Yeah. That allows people to um, go into their darkness and, um, and shine light on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, uh, and I, you know, it's been said that, uh, fear blocks logic. Yes. And, and I look at, you know, I'll look at the world today and say, what are people thinking? Like, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? Like, do you think when you walk 10 feet from the front entrance to a restaurant to sit down at the table that uh, this virus, right. Yeah. Is not going to, is not going to affect you or attack you. You know, but when you sit, when you sit down, you're safe. Though. Right. But that's good, right? Yeah. And and it's so comical. Like people have stopped thinking, and it's the fear. Mm-hmm. The fear has just blocked their logic. So, yeah. my hope is that uh, people that get around me aren't scared, mm-hmm. or like they feel safe enough to actually wake up and start to look. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's. I just live in a different paradigm around health and disease. I I, I learned a long time ago that I think I believe germ theory is a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if your body is in a state of health, it's shut against disease. Nothing can come and attack you. It's like just being ultimately responsible mm-hmm. for your life. One thing it's done is it's heightened my awareness about how many unhealthy people there are on the planet. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's where people have fallen asleep, given up their power, don't take responsibility. And I think it always boils back to that. Like, are you willing to be responsible for your life? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, and now it's really hard for people too, to find the information yeah. about health, about what good health is and how to support yourself in having and living a good health. Well, people yeah. forget yeah. we have an immune system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what happened to that? Yeah. 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 You what, know? A, what a concept. Right? right? Yeah. And, I, yeah, so. yeah. And, and, you know, the, the, for me, the biggest red flag about what's been going on is when people begin to get silenced, you know, mm-hmm. when, when the First Amendment disappears. When you can't speak, we've got problems. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, so we, we live in, Jim Rohn was, was one of my mentors, and uh, he used to say, we live in times of high drama. And that was 30 years ago, he <laughs> would say that. Yeah. And I can imagine if he was alive today, what he would say looking at the world. Yeah. So it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for sure. So how, what would you say to people that are kind of like you and I, that are just fighting the fight, but are just drained? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, there's a there's a saying that someone shared with me a long time ago, and that um, you know you really have to look for the perfection in all of it. You know, and a lot of the spiritual study that we've done has, circ- you know, lived around the concept of this physical reality is such a small slice of the big picture, mm-hmm. right? It's the one percent reality as opposed to ninety nine percent of everything that we can't see, feel, hear, touch that the five senses don't tap into, and uh, to realize that don't be so attached to this. Like, like if you can let go of the attachment and see it like the observer 
and be curious about it and um, step away from the battle a little bit mm-hmm. gives you a, t- a chance to take a breath and say, okay, what action do I want to take? What will move people? What supports me? What energizes me as opposed to what drains me? Yeah, That's what I've been looking for as to say, how can I, how can I participate, have an impact, but in a way that uh, doesn't necessarily throw me in the crosshairs and does damage to me or my family? that has impact on the people around me. And I think you hit it on the head. Be the example, mm-hmm. you know, be courageous. Um, give people permission. Any place that uh, I go, I don't, I don't wear a mask. Me either. I, I, unless somebody comes up and confronts me, then I tell them I have a condition and, um, and they don't usually don't ask if they did. My answer would be, well, I'm, you know, I'm a self-directed thinker. You know, that's my condition. (laughs) Like that's, that's the condition I have. Um, if they say no corporately, you know, we made a decision to, that we, you have to have a mask on. I said, well, I'll make a decision to do business elsewhere. Thank you. And I'll leave. I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just be that example. And, and and I acknowledge people Mm -hmm. in those places who don't have a mask on. I I thank them. I said, thank you for not wearing a mask. Thank you for giving other people permission Mm -hmm. because I think that's a big part of it. I think people are just are you know, asleep. It's cheap, yeah. you know? Well, and they're, and they're scared too. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people that are going along with this that don't believe in wearing masks, but they don't want to cause a scene. Yeah. They don't, they're scared. Yeah. They don't want, you know, it's that pressure. And I remember I was in target just, this was like a month or two ago and I, I refused to wear a mask and, you know, and there was a, a woman that came and gave me a hug after I was leaving. I had no mask on. And she just said, thank you for being that example. Yeah. I'm just going to start not wearing a mask. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. I saw a meme the other day. I loved it. And it's, it's my new thing. And it says, uh, I'm a part of the, the uh, unvaccinated non-mask wearing control group. And, uh, you know, I'm doing my part, doing my part, doing my part for humanity, part of the control group. You know, so, well, um, I think, you know, I, and I'm all about like having good vibrations and raising your vibrations in the world right now is just, it's so low. I feel like it is coming up, but that's what we need right now is our vibrations high. And that was another reason why I had to step back and kind of do what you're doing. And because I need my vibrations up because people will start to be drawn to you when your vibrations are higher. And that's what everybody needs to do is just raise your vibrations and be that light for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to have the awareness and the empathy for the people that are, are, are terrified yeah. because there's so many people that are so afraid and at the same time, not give over your power to it. Mm-hmm. So be able to like, you know, it, for me, it's, it's about being able to have everybody create, a life that you want to live. And if there's somebody who, because I, you know, for, I've been a, you know, as you know, for 30 years, none of our kids are vaccinated. Right. But, uh, as a, you know, as an intuitive healer, I would, people would come to me and say, you know, should I vaccinate my kid? Should I not vaccinate my kid? And I'm telling you what, I never knew what spirit was going to say, because for some people they needed to be vaccinated because their fear was so strong Mm -hmm. and their mindset was the medical community. They needed it. Right. And, but for myself and my children, it just, it did not resonate for me. So I, for myself, I just want the power for all of us to continue to co-create our lives in a way that feels authentic to us. Yeah. And, um, and you know, Peggy, the concern for me is like, you know, that goes away, right? That I don't get to create my life the way I want it. And so spirit's always going, eh, 
come on, stop dumbing down humanity. <laughs> Everybody can like choose, like, yeah. you know, like just keep letting go, keep surrendering, keep meeting people where they're at, mm-hmm. have empathy for them and then keep creating because the creation creates our reality. So keep creating our, my narrative as how I want to live it. So, oh, we're traveling, we're meeting people, we're hugging mm-hmm. people. I'm sorry, we don't wear masks unless, you know, if I want to eat at a nice restaurant, I'll walk, I'll put it on 10 feet. But when I leave, I'm not having a mask. I'm yeah. from my table to out the door. Mm-hmm. We don't wear masks. Yeah, it doesn't get you it when do, you leave. It, uh, yeah, I know. Only when you come in. I know. Yeah, I know. Exactly. We're, only leaving. Only, only leaving. <laughs> only walking yeah. In. You know, the interesting, it's, it's so fascinating. You know, I think the only thing that really separates human beings from anything else on the planet is free will. Right? Our ability to choose. And so many people have surrendered that. Yeah. And and that's if there's a wish I have for humanity, it's to to wake up and realize that you have the ability to choose. You have free will. And um and and it's it's so fascinating that um we've been so programmed to not think anymore. Mm-hmm. Not think, just blindly accept. Just follow yeah. and go well, through the actions. You know, I, I, I do want to mention that, listen, there are people that have died, right? Like yesterday was, sorry, I'm going to. So we have a dear friend. We have a dear who friend was, who died in the ER, one year anniversary yesterday, Dr. Frank Gabrin. Mm-hmm. And he was all over, they had him all over CNN and everything. They did this amazing thing when he passed a year ago. And um, I called my mom, who's 88 years old, 87 at the time, working in a hospital working, not volunteering, wow. working. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I said, mom, you have to quit. Like, this is really dangerous. It's really real. And of course my dad had just passed, you know, three months before. And she's like, Peggy, you know, life is meant to be lived. And if the Lord wants me, he can take me. And wow. um, I'm going to work every day because it gives me joy and it gives me purpose. And I had like a massive paradigm shift in that moment that I went, oh my God, she is right. Like we have this, we are sovereign entities and it is our right to use our faith to create life that we want it. And another lesson by my, my yeah. mm-hmm. amazing mother yeah. who just like, who had COVID. Over who Christmas. Had co- she got COVID Beard, at Christmas. She, fine. Um, she took two weeks off mm-hmm. um, and she's back at work. And, you know, and, and Dr. Frank and unvaccinated. And, and I will say Dr. Frank, um, he would want me to say this. He had a very compromised immune system. Yeah, he would want you to say beat that. Camp, beat cancer twice. Wow. Um, suffered with a, an illness that almost killed him a couple of years before. Five years before, yeah. And um, and right but, before COVID, we saw him a month before. And, and it was acting up again, and he knew it. And um, But he was just a hero. He wasn't going to not go into work and yeah. save people. That's just who he was. And uh, so it, it's... If you're not healthy, if you have a weakened immune system, you should take care of yourself. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like like we've done for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. You know. Give your body what it needs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know, against this, you need to take precautions if you are that person. You know, like like, like Frank was. Like anything. Yeah. Like yeah. It's well, just, it, uh, you know, it's. Why can't everybody just have compassion for everybody? You know, I see. I don't get. I don't get mad at someone if they wear a mask. Like, I mean, unless you're my friend, then I'm going to tease you. But, you know, <laughs> but if I don't know you, I, I still smile at you. But it's it yeah. seems like the other side, you know, then I'm like, you know, I got yelled at the other day. I went in some donut shop and a couple was in front of me and she stormed out and looked at me. She said, wear a mask and stormed out. And I'm just like, what? 
Well, I would never say that to you because you're wearing this ridiculous mask and tell you how stupid you are. Like, I just yeah. smile and I have compassion. I know that you're probably scared. Yeah. And it's like, could you imagine if we came from a place of love yeah. and treated everybody just with love and kindness? Like, oh my gosh, it would change everything. Yeah. yeah. The bias is yeah. so strong. And, and not, you know, the media. It doesn't help. It doesn't help, no. you know, the, yeah. the narrative that they're having and the choice in which they uh, present things and only present one side of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've lost, um, I think the ability to report, they're just writing scripts. Oh yeah. At this point, it's all, I mean, if you, if you, you seen the, the video money. with everybody, yes. they all say the same thing, yeah. no matter which channel you turn, it's the same yeah. narrative. It's, it's all crazy. controlled That's by not reporting money. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't watch the news. I tell everybody just same. turn it off. You don't need to watch it. It lowers your vibrations. Mm -hmm. You don't need that. We need our vibrations high right well, now. Well, I, I actually listen to it once in a while because I want to know what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Because, um, not because my family, my family, we're all on the same page, which is really interesting. Um, that's an unusual thing because I know a lot of families are divided yeah. in how they approach things. And, um, but I like to, I like to know what's going on because I want to be able to understand both sides Mm -hmm. Um, not that I really engage that much because I'm really more concerned around creation and how we want to create. So, but I do like to be informed. Yeah. Whether yeah, I mean, it's accurate or not, yeah. I know what's being curious. said. Yeah. Yeah, every once in a while I'll turn the radio on and I'm like, now it's double mass. Now it's fine to be three <laughs> feet apart. And, uh, oh, guess what? There's new strains of the vaccine. So, or excuse me, new strains of the virus. So now we're going to have another vaccine that comes out. I'm like, then I hear and turn it off. So I'm just like updated on the, like the craziness. Right. Yeah. Um, True. Yeah. But shifting a little bit to you, Peggy. So can you tell me, so you're this beautiful, you know, killer. And how did you come? Like, tell me about your story. I'm really curious. Um, so. Yeah, I came from a religious background. I was raised Catholic and being a um, little kid, I had like, you know, the movie, The Sixth Sense. That was mm. my life. My my bed was bouncing up and down, covers ripped off of me. For lights real? on it For real. Oh my God. For real. No, I'm not kidding. Like for real. Like it was like I was terrorized nightly by darkness, by negativity. I was scared constantly. And when I was about 12 years old, um, my mom got tired of me, you know, she got tired of running up and down the stairs to like tell me everything was okay and turn on the lights and show me that nothing was in the room. Mm -hmm. And um, she gave me the rosary and told me to say the rosary. And that's just, it's a meditation, right? But it stopped all the negativity. And then as I moved into my uh, teens, later teens and early 20s, I started having uh, prophetic dreams. And I dreamt that a brother would be killed. And two weeks later, he was killed. I had five brothers and a sister at the time. So there's seven of us. So I was 24, he was 28, he was killed in a car accident. Um, um, I had this amazing, incredible experience with um, just like a crown chakra, this beautiful energy filling my body, and, and um, but it freaked me out, it, even though I never cried again for him, and he was like one of my favorite brothers, he was like my protector kind mm -hmm. of energy. Mm -hmm. um, it just kind of ended the suffering. And I picked up and I moved to Florida and I met Bobby, I was already living in Florida. I met Bobby and we had three kids and fast forward, he fit my pictures. He was Catholic. He was grounded. He was like, okay, none of this spiritual bullshit, you know, like, no, yeah. religion is my path. Yeah. And, um, turns out he wasn't that guy. <laughs> turns out he was tricked curious. I, I tricked her. <laughs> and, and so we started having kids and he's like, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And so all three of my kids were baptized and everything and then slowly he started moving into this spiritual conversation and then I had another brother killed. 
And when that brother kill, was killed, um, our, our daughter was three months old. The second son was four, or and then um, the oldest son was seven. And all the the spiritual stuff came back. I actually started to ask and say, "Could you know, please, can I say goodbye to my brother? This one that just Larry just died because Dave died, you know, fifteen years before, and I never mm -hmm. got to say goodbye to him. Mm -hmm. And then through that process of asking to say goodbye, like my world turned upside down. Everything opened up. I started seeing them, talking to them, feeling them, and you know, meanwhile, I'm you know it. I don't know which is up or down because in my family, when Dave and Larry were business partners and Dave was killed, Larry started hearing things and seeing things and they labeled him bipolar and put him on medication. And my aunt, when I was growing up at 14 years old, was institutionalized. And I used to go visit her behind bars and because she heard things and, and saw things. And, and, uh, and she also, I think there was a head injury that she got mm -hmm. thrown from a horse and some other stuff. So there's a, there's kind of this history yeah. of mental illness in my family. And I've got Bobby going, leave her alone alone. She's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. And, you know, she's a great mom, great business partner, great wife. And she's got this weird shit going on. We don't quite know what it is. <laughs> and, um, but he had a sense of what it was. And he's like, listen, call your cousin, Julie. And my cousin, Julie lived in San Francisco at the time. So everything happens in California first. She's got to know the answer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so we called her and she's like, oh, Peg, uh, you just need an energy healer. I'm like, what the hell's an energy healer? And, you know, we're real estate brokers, right? Running a business and a company. And, and she's like, well, I've got a friend, just call her. So I called this woman and uh, the woman says to me, well, you know what? Um, can you come in on, on Friday? And I said, where do you live? And she says, I'm in Seattle. I'm, I'm in Florida. I thought you could do this over the phone. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't know. Let me ask. And I hear silence. And I'm thinking, what? And she comes back and she says, okay, they, they said I could. I'm like, who's they? Who are you asking? <laughs> and she's like, you know, the universal consciousness. I'm like, no, I don't know the universal oh, consciousness. Like, what the fuck? Julie, did you get me into, right? You can cuss. It's okay. <laughs> so Go I out. got, so I, I started connecting with Marilyn over the phone and she really helped me at that point. Um, she described it that it was an upside down pyramid, right? So I was completely wide open to the spirit world. I couldn't shut it off. I was being bombarded with information all night long. I was up for hours at a time. And she helped me learn what the word grounding meant mm -hmm. and to actually feel grounded. And that gave me control over closing off the spirit world and just opening it when I wanted to. And then Bobby reminded me that I, you know, that I could control things. He's like, listen, tell them to come back in the morning because I'm getting no sleep. You're getting up every night. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was a little, uh, it was a little stressful. Like, you know, three o'clock in the morning, she'd be up writing. You know, like it's just information would just be flowing through. Wow. Yeah, just automatic writing. And, and and I pretty much was just told, like, listen, we're going to make an apprentice with you for a year. And I'm like, well, who are you? And I, they would never, they, I say they because it felt like just lots of energy. Mm -hmm. And they would never give me a name. And, um, but the information was so accurate. And I would just say, okay, listen, I'll do what you say until I hurt somebody. If I hurt somebody, then I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of a year, I'll, you know, I was just told, okay, now you're gonna, now you're gonna start to charge and we're gonna bring you 10 people. Mm -hmm. Like what? And sure enough, 10 people showed up and, um, mm -hmm. and it just became this grassroots thing. And then after about two years, I, I was sitting there typing. This is how long ago this was. I'm using a typewriter typing. Wow. And I would sit down every morning and I would type the information, you know, what am I supposed to do today? And my fingers are flying across and I hear, okay, we're going to bring you celebrities now like Demi Moore and Bruce Willis. I'm like, oh my God, this is the biggest you bunch of Bruce? ego bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> and I wad up the paper and he's over my shoulder. He's like, wait, what'd you write? 
what'd you write? And I'm like, no, 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 it's ego bullshit. He went to the wastebasket, pulled it up, and he's like, reading, he's like, huh, okay. And uh, he's like, I bet that's going to happen. And I'm like, oh, I was just, I marched off mad. I was okay. so upset. Uh -huh. And about two weeks later, another healer came to me and said, hey, on the down low, I've given your name to a celebrity, but you can't tell anybody. And I said, to me more he's like how do you know well of course you know but how did you know oh my for <laughs> so, real oh for wow real. So this is awesome i can say this it. because demi's given me a um um she gave you a, a she we're gave friends. A, yeah, yeah we're friends so we've been friends mm -hmm. now for 18 years she tells the story it's in my book um so anyway and and bruce is a friend they were divorcing at the time so we've met um bruce through demi and anyway they're they're amazing mm -hmm. co-parenting people and and we love them so that's pretty much my story and it's just kind of keeps taking off from there but Bobby was a big big part of it because he gave me permission to feel safe he made it like okay for me to like follow that that thread of information that voice and and he just made it safe yeah and that's what I feel honestly that's what I feel like he does for the world like oh, if yeah. you spend any time with him you just feel like it's gonna be okay mm -hmm. he's got this vibration of safety mm -hmm. I've got you um, it's gonna be all right and I said, oh, wow, isn't it interesting Like you started with me and now it's like you just, he does that for the world. He really does. No matter where he goes, he doesn't wear a mask. He just makes it okay. Mm -hmm. He just makes it yeah. safe. And he, and, and he gives people permission to kind of be wherever they're at. And he doesn't fight with them. He doesn't like argue with them. Well, most of the time. Uh, <laughs> maybe, if they're really stupid. Um, maybe one time once. Maybe one time <laughs> once, yeah. It's like, but, you know, yeah. it's... it's um, when people like you said when when somebody says something to you that's like really off that you would never say like i i have like a hundred quick answers that are like rolling around in my head yeah and, and i have to really restrict me too to mm -hmm. not say anything that's real damaging yeah. um but that's that's me um that's my work you know it's it doesn't end you know we're human beings mm -hmm. and, and we, we have that stuff and it's uh so now i'm slowing down enough to say okay what would make a difference yeah rather than rather than throw fuel on the fire what will get that person to stop and actually think mm -hmm. and sometimes i don't have an answer so sometimes i don't say anything and smile maybe it's just that maybe it's just a smile yeah and and a thank you for being concerned about me mm -hmm. i'm good yeah. i've said that a lot yeah thank you for your concern that's, that's for me. good i I'm need good. to start saying that yeah. i just shut my mouth because i'm a smart ass yeah. and it's really <laughs> I'm hard i'm right there with you really hard for <laughs> yeah. me to be like Ooh, like I, I would never approach someone that's wearing a mask and just shame them and be yeah. like what are you doing it's not real uh but you know it's i have to just bite my tongue and like sometimes i mean lately that's been the best thing i've ever done is just not say something and just yeah. just not wear a mask it took me about yeah. six months to come up with a thank you for your concern for me but i'm good I love that. So, I'm going to start yeah. saying that. That's great. So. Well, I just, I love you two together. Like it's, you guys are a power couple. Like it's mm -hmm. just the way that you guys just, you both have amazing energy. And when you combine that energy, it's just, it's so overwhelming and beautiful. Like I'm in your presence and you make me want to cry and we don't even say anything. Like I, <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by this love and your, I mean, your vibrations are so high and it's just, when I met you two, I was just like, oh, I just felt like home, you know, it's just, it was such amazing feeling and we felt this, we feel the same way about you. Yeah. Yeah. And right like, away we're like, where do we know you from? Like we know you. So familiar. Yeah. Both of you. Right. Yeah. Soul family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, Definitely my soul yeah. family. There's a, um, there's something I'll share about our relationship because it, it's, it's, like I said, it's evolved, it's changed, it's, it's, um, grown in the, in the same direction, but not without 
not without effort and not without struggle and not without pain. And um, when I was in the second battle with the government, um, and I said I brought a lot of anger into the into our home, um, part of the the compromise out of the struggle with the government was, you know, I really couldn't work for it was about seven years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I worked, but I couldn't earn income, mm. so I had to really step back. And I, I literally became Peggy's assistant. It um, was not fun. No. <laughs> being an entrepreneur, not being a good employee, as I was told, uh, yeah. all of a sudden stepping into that role wasn't wasn't easy for me or her. But it did two really beautiful things. Like I really, my ego really got disassembled um, during that process. And, and she really had to step into who she is. So that whole process, as painful as it was, was really a beautiful gift because it, it reset me and had me start to look at who I am in my life in a different way. And it really allowed her to step into who she is for the world in a whole different way, in a large way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, and, and since then, it's been kind of this um, kind of growing back together and to really stepping into our power together as a couple. Oh, yeah. And, that, and that's been a lot of fun. So we, we continue to explore and grow. And Yeah. So we, um, um, one of the first breakdowns in our marriage was around year seven, I think. And we had a, a therapist that said, listen, as long as one of you has your head while the one has their head up the ass, the other one doesn't, you'll be good. Yeah. So it was like, we've always just kind <laughs> so, of like, okay, yeah. it's his well, turn right now to be the that's jerk. That's what I think. I'm yeah. like, you're yeah. going to go through these tough times. Yeah. One is like one, sometimes you have to hold the other up Yeah. and invite, and it's going to, you know, yeah. shift. As, as long as one of you is committed to the relationship long enough for yeah. the other one to get their head out of their ass, mm-hmm. then you've got a shot. I love that. Yeah. And, and, and so that's kind of, it's been, we've grown together in the same direction, but not necessarily at the same pace all the time. And, and it's like the yeah. one's willing to, to kind of observe the other grow mm-hmm. and without making it mean anything about the relationship. And I think that's powerful. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you guys, I'd love you two together. Like, it's just so cool to see yeah. and observe. Mm-hmm. Peggy, you, um, you also, you help people learn to, um, what's the correct terms to say, uh, I guess, learn to shut it off and turn it on like tap into their intuition thank you yes that's what i was looking for um how how do you start that process well i think um so for everybody it's Mm -hmm. just about slowing down and stopping and recognizing because we all have these intuitive moments like you like all of a sudden you'll think oh somebody's gonna call me or i need to call so and so and then boom the phone rings right that's us jacob (laughs) and i all the time right Right? before he texts me he texts me it's so bizarre all the yeah, time. Right. That so that's a that's an energy connection between the two of you. So it already exists. So the question then becomes how do I tap into that more often? And there's this, you know, the same senses that we have. We feel it, we hear it, we you know, the same senses. You need to know which sense is your strongest and then start to rely on that particular sense, right? And then overriding all of them is just that part of yourself that just knows. Like that's how I see you is you're somebody who just knows. Mm-hmm. You're what I would call a divine knower. And that divine knower houses all those other energies, houses all those other feelings or, or seeing things in your mind. So if you see a picture in your mind and and then you feel the, bo- the feeling in your body, and like, okay, I need to go do that, right? And mm-hmm. that feels right. Okay, you know that's what I'm supposed to do. That's a, what I call a, a direct hit, right? Yeah. But if you see something in your mind and then as you're talking about it and it feels off in your body, 
that's off. That's like ego. That's a want or desire. So your body is the, the part of you that always determines whether or not your psychic hit is true or not. Oh, and okay. I think that's where most psychics get it wrong. They just see a picture and go, oh, that's it. Right. But they give up the discernment, which it lives in the body. And if you have a lot of trauma in your body, if you've got a lot of fear in your body, your freaking intuition is going to be off, which is why our planet is so fucked up right now because yeah, yeah. nobody's barometer is working mm -hmm. most people they're like oh, fall over the place yeah they're scared and and that's listen i lived a life terrified for years until i met bobby him his his energy field calmed me down and made me feel safe so my intuition could come in right and so that's what it is find somebody around you who feels safe who feels connected so you can really you know ground yourself in that feeling of you know, your own divinity. And then from there, just start to trust day by day, step by step, moment by moment. I, yeah, I'm sorry. It just clicked for me. That's like I, ever since I met Jacob, it's like, that's when I started like really all of a sudden, like having very vivid dreams and like tapping into my past lives. And, and I told you, you like, you ground me. Like I always need him next to me. And it's just, that's what, that's, that's what, what he is for you. Oh my God. Yay, I, like I, said, I, just, I just work here. Well, no, I really like, <laughs> you just keep it together. Welcome, welcome ever to, so, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Jake. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to the club. <laughs> Repeating the same thing. I ever said. It's <laughs> insane. And all of a sudden it just, when you said that, that's because I'm like, why do I always need him next to me? You know? Mm. And I don't want to say need because it's like kind of an ego thing, but I kind of do. I just, I love having him next to me. And ever since you and I got connected, we were very drawn to each other. Yeah. And some crazy things happened before we even started dating. Like just how we would all of a sudden appear next to each other, like driving. And we didn't even know what each other's cars. And he never even look, would look over. And one time he looked over and it was me. He had no clue what I drove. This wow. is before we even hung out. And, yeah. um, well, I think we hung out once and at a, some function, but it just, we were so drawn to each other and he grounds me. And it's like, it's almost like he's opening my floodgates for some reason. I don't know. I don't understand it. Like I'm still trying to figure everything out. Um, my intuition for the most part is pretty on and like, I feel everything. Yeah. And everybody has that. They're, they all have that capability of having that intuition. A thousand percent. I say it's like a singing voice. Yeah. Everybody's got one. It's whether do you belong in the shower or on stage, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you can develop it to make it better. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this. So, cool. so, so Peggy is pretty modest. I, I always like to say, I think she's the best in the world at what she does. And what she loves to do is really teach people that. Like, she can give people answers. She can do that that's you know that's mm -hmm. but what she loves to do is teach people to get their own yeah and uh and to do it effectively and consistently and then they come to her for some fine tuning right just mm -hmm. that it's like a you know a, you take your mercedes into the dealership for the for the checkup right yeah and uh, and so she does that for a lot of people now just to keep the barometer you know pointed in yeah. the right direction so it's because i you know think about it right now if everybody could trust their intuition what would our world look like Oh yeah. Right. It mm -hmm. would, it would look differently because you could discern what's right for you. What's not right for you. You can discern. I also call it a bullshit barometer, right? Yeah. Like, you know, when bullshit's happening, mm -hmm. like you can tell when your kid's lying, you can tell when the government's lying, you know, yep. but maybe not as, e as easily mm -hmm. because there's so much manipulation out there. Whereas in your own home, you're like, okay, I know you ate the chocolate bar, right? Yeah. I just know you did, right? So yeah. it, it's, but if you take that same level of discernment and that same level of trust and apply it to to just information coming in around you, and when there's a little, eh, that feels a little funny in my body, follow that, listen to it, listen to that prompting. I call it a prompting. Listen to that, wait, that feels off to me. 
If something feels off to you, stop and check it. Don't take anybody's word for it. Just stop and check it. Notice when something feels off. And, and, if, and if you just start doing that, you'll get your own answers for yourself, not to, not to believe either narrative, mm-hmm. just saying for yourself so that you can really feel um, just happier and more alive. Yeah. Yeah. How would you differentiate like a situation where you might be being led to something positive, but there's fear associated with it? Mm-hmm. So you'd have to differentiate between is this is this bad for me? Is this a bad vibe? Or am I just afraid? Yeah. Even though it might be something positive? Well, I think in those situations when you resource out, <laughs> you call somebody like me or you or yeah. you talk to people. But the biggest thing is slow down, right? Slow down and then just put it out. Like do a heart prayer and say, okay, mm. like show me. Is, is, am, is it just because it's my fear and that's what's going on? Or am I being protected here from something unseen? So kind of just pause and pause, question it. Pause, question, let go, and then start to see what's being shown around you. Then I always say, look for two or three answers. They're going to, two or three times that answer is going to repeat itself. So ask the question, pause, ask the question, let go, and then just see what shows up around you the next you know, couple hours or the next mm-hmm. couple of days, and you'll get your answer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so easy to ask, and we, we forget how... <sighs> How we're, we are, we can get whatever we want. We just have to ask for it and believe that All we're going to, we're going to get that. Right? Asking you shall receive, right? I believe that a hundred percent. And like, and I, I, I even forget from time to time just to ask, <laughs> right? It's, it's so easy just to ask, like to have, like you said, a heart prayer and ask. Yeah. And it, almost majority of the time, there it is right away. Right. The answer is yeah. always there. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the, I always like to say that the answer is there before you even ask the question. Mm-hmm. So you just need to know that, you know? Yeah. So we, I believe that as one creator, that we all came here with everything that we already need mm-hmm. and we just have to be present to ask it. And then when we ask it, the need is already there. Yeah. It's already met. Yeah. And then if you get good enough, then then you don't even have to ask anymore. It's just every step you take, it comes up to meet you and greet you. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to worry about it. I love it. Yeah, same. How can mm-hmm. they get a hold of you, Peggy, if, if people want to seek you out? Um, my website, which is just my name, uh, Peggy Romito. Okay. And, um, dot and com, right? Dot com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, my, the, I have two different things that I teach. The Get Dialed In program, which is just for people who are like really want the information. My 20 years of uh, just condensed very practical. I'm really practical. I'm really grounded. It's not, you're not going to find it woo woo. And, um, and then the, the higher program is what I call the elite coaching program where Mm -hmm. you actually take the get dialed in program, uh, that has a a group component to it. And I move it into uh, where I work with you individually, a couple sessions just Mm -hmm. to help not give you the answers, but we take, we bring your life to it and Mm -hmm. you ask questions, but you get the answer and I help you navigate whatever's going on. And then I do energy pieces, which are my favorite thing in the world to do because it's just this channeled information that works with your subconscious to move your crap out of the way it just makes it easier for you to get information it's like just putting the ego on hold for a moment so you can see what you're doing the course is really just about everybody's wired how do we slow down and understand the wiring it's like a car mechanic right Mm -hmm. like okay just you know and some people don't want a car you know they don't they want to take it to a mechanic they don't want to learn how to do it yeah. so i do that like, eh, too i still just i, give, I still just it. give answers yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh. well do you guys have anything else to say before we go thank you for having yeah, us this just, was so great yeah i just want to acknowledge you um for me it's it's always uh i feel really good when i meet somebody who's committed 
um, who's passionate, who's willing to put themselves um, out in the world and bring light. Information is light. And um, a, a lack of information is where the darkness is. So thank you for bringing information to people and, and causing them to stop and think and consider. And uh, I'm grateful for you. You're my thank sister. You. Oh, gosh. I, you guys have made me cry five times today already. <laughs> <laughs> I just love you both so much. Oh, and uh, you're stuck with me now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Our pleasure. Yeah, absolutely.